Are we recording? Mm -hmm. All right. Sure. <clears throat> Good morning and welcome to actually, I don't know what time it is because I don't know what time y'all are listening to this, but uh, hello and welcome to welcome uh, to Leap of Faith podcast. And my name is Lorraine Montgomery and this is Jeremiah Campbell. Hey, good day to you. Good morning, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, whatever time it is. Sorry, kind of got hey. myself off track. Actually, I was going to take a drink of coffee. So hang on a second with my princess cup. Can y'all see my princess cup? Very nice. Yes. Very nice. I, I've become spoiled the last few weeks. Um, we bought a Nespresso machine. Oh, cool. Um, so I have been having pretty much every day a latte. Nice. We bought some syrup. It is quite the habit-forming uh, beverage. Nice. Yes. Is it, has it replaced? Okay, you told me what it was that you drank. I know it's not Jolt. What is it that you drink? Your soda. What's your what's your choice? Oh, of Big soda? Red. Well, I'm still oh, on my Big fast. Red. Yeah, huh? I'm still on my fast until Sunday. I thought days. we were done with the fast. I thought it was 21 days. It is. That's going to be Sunday. Oh, all right. Well, I fell off the wagon early. I'm sorry. All right. I I messed up. I was thinking 21 days. So on the 21st, I was done with it. Oh, no. Well, yeah. So it, it, it's it's the, the 30th or 31st. I don't know what Sunday is. Um, <sighs> all right. I'm sorry. I, my bad. So when we do... Um, what do you call it? Lent. Lent. I'll I'll do better. It's a little bit easier to keep track, I guess, then than it is now. Because you kind of you came in like right after we started, or a little bit after we started. I did. I came anyway. in like a couple of like Sunday was when you guys had started, so it wasn't until whatever that Friday. So I was into I I missed four days. I started doing it. I went till the twenty first, thinking that that was going to be you know the end of it. And sorry. I actually started on the 22nd, so I'm I'm a week off. Uh, ah, that's all right. Well, and, and you know, it, the latte hasn't replaced, because I had coffee anyways. I was having coffee. So it didn't replace the soda. Like, I'm not drinking, like like I said, I could drink a lot of soda. Like, a lot of soda a day. <laughs> the latte replaced the coffee. So I've gone from coffee to having my espresso. Got it. You Got know, it. in the mornings. Um, it's just, it's nice to have my... White chocolate mocha. Nice. And you not having to pay six bucks for it and not be full of sugar since I got the sugar-free one. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is making uh, my morning. I I like my latte. Just... Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a latte. Isn't that funny? I'm it's just a little bit of espresso and then more milk. Steamed so... milk. We have been drinking um, uh, Kona coffee since we lived in Hawaii. Ah, yes. Um, it comes, it's Hawaiian Isles. It comes in a bag about this big. And I have gotten the uh, chocolate macadamia nut since, mm -hmm. yeah, for 25 years we've been getting it. Mm -hmm. When I was pregnant, I, I was told it was okay to have up to 150 milligrams of caffeine a day, which is one, three cups of coffee. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I cut it in half. So, cause the bags are expensive. So, you know, these little Kona and they're not even a hundred percent Kona coffee. They're like 10% Kona. Yeah. 
Kona coffee and the rest is like whatever that Arabica, Arabaca, whatever it's called. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so I would take the flavored coffee and mix it half and half to Folgers decaf. So I was cutting down my caffeine intake while I was pregnant. And then after we, after Gabriel was born, I went to full fledged Folgers. So it was like half chocolate macadamia with Folgers. You know, when you get used to a flavor for 25 odd years, it's hard to want to drink anything else. (laughs) I get sorely disappointed when I go to Starbucks because they don't make my coffee the way I like it. Yeah. You know, I'm paying $3 for a cup of coffee that I don't really like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's that's what I like. It's just little pods. Right. And I get the pods and I make my coffee and have my, my $1 latte every morning, which is great. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, we actually have, uh, there's like between my refrigerator and my, uh, it's not a walk-in pantry. It's like a tall closet type pantry, which if I had my choice, I would fix it, but I can't. Uh, but anyway, like you can't see in the back, like everything, it's like a really deep closet. So anything in the back gets lost, you know? So I, it, what they should have done when they built this kitchen, because they redid it, they should have done pull-out drawers. Right. So you could pull out and see what's in the back. So like all of my cake mixes, they're probably like three years old, Wait, you know? You use cake mixes? <laughs> do I use cake mix? Yeah, you don't. Like from scratch? Do you think, like, yeah. do you guys bake from scratch? No, no, we don't. I'm just teasing. Uh, we no. don't. <laughs> hey, man, if it goes in my oven, it's homemade. <laughs> that's my rule of thumb yeah yeah no we don't do scratch for you yeah no 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 I'm baking my cookies for christmas i i bought two big i think i told you guys this it was like big two big tubes of uh peanut butter cookie and sugar cookies and i'm sitting there like slicing baking you know and one of the one of the uh neighbors are like oh you have to give me your recipe i'm like pillsbury <laughs> sorry yeah. Yeah. but I took the time to bake it and make a nice little package for them. So to me, it's homemade. There you go. If I have to use a mixer, yeah, it's homemade. I don't care if it's from the (laughs) box or not. That's right. Duncan Hines, baby. Best cake mixes ever. Sorry, I'm giving out. I'm I'm being a little biased. I I hope I'm not offending anybody, (laughs) but yeah. Duncan Hines, baby. So anyway, so between my crappy... Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but junky, whatever, uh, pantry and my refrigerator, there's like a little counter area with cabinets and that's my coffee, uh, coffee bar. Yeah. So I've got a Keurig and I've got my regular coffee pot, which is a thermal carafe, which is awesome because it stays warm all day. It goes into the next day. So it's like, it's old coffee, but not really because it's still warm. Mm-hmm. So my my pots of coffee last me for two days, which is awesome. Yeah, that doesn't last very long at our house. Yeah. Now, well, I've been by myself all week, so. Yeah, we got more people. Yeah, no. And Gabriel doesn't drink coffee, so it's just me and Rich. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. But it's been, and he's been gone. He went, actually, he's in your hometown right now. I know. He didn't come by. You know, he went to go see Lala twice. 
Oh, uh, did it? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still praying heavily for her. Um, you know, she's up and she's down. She's up and she's down. And, you know, when we're just, you know, we were just reading about Lazarus, like, what, a couple of days ago? And yeah. I keep thinking, you know, she's going to get up and walk like Lazarus. I'm like waiting to see it as a miracle. You know, God can do it. You know, if he wants oh, yeah. to, he's going to do it. So we don't know what his plan is, but um, I think Sharon's preparing herself, which is good. I think she's, you know, she's so she's so faithful and she believes whatever God's will is going to be is going to be. And yeah. she she keeps telling the doctor, she's like, look, you can tell me that, you know, it's not looking good, but it doesn't matter to me what you say. It's all about what God's saying. Yeah. So, I mean, she's just she she's completely 100 percent all in trusting what God's going to do. And I am too, you know, uh, you know, I just don't want to see Lala suffer and, you know, you know, we just sit, we're just sitting waiting to see. I, 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 you know, I, I do know that God wants to be glorified in all of this. Right. And he, every time she bounces back, that's exactly what we're doing. You know, I mean, that's the first knee jerk. Everybody's like, well, praise God. You know, she's breathing on her own or her kidneys are working on her, whatever, you know, so God's will be done. That's all we yeah. can say. Amen. So anyway, all right, well, we keep rambling on and we'll probably keep That's doing this if everybody will allow <laughs> us to. Um, do you want to open us up in prayer? And I'd love to. I'd love we'll to. start. All okay. God Almighty Father, thank you. <clears throat> As we come before you now and, and we, we give you praise for everything that we have in our life, Lord, um, good or bad, uh, we give you praise and, and we, we bless you, Lord, bless you. Uh, I want to, th I, I always thank you for the opportunity that we have, Lord, uh, to, to be here and to do this uh, podcast is uh, amazing. We love it. Lord, and uh, we'll keep doing it for as, as long as you let us do it, Lord. I pray a special blessing over those that have decided to join us, whether they're watching or listening, Lord. I pray a special blessing over them, a protection over them. I pray that they have the strength to continue with us uh, on this uh, daily walk as we re read one chapter a day, Lord. And I pray that um, whatever situation they're in, whatever struggle they're in, or whatever a uh, happy situation they're in, Lord, that you bless them. And uh, I pray that they stay close to you. And thank you most of all for your son who uh, died on the cross for our sins, that took our place, Lord, so that we could have this uh, time with you uh, to be uh, close and to talk and to pray and to read. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, Jesus said that just a couple of days ago uh, when we were reading. Uh, he said, uh, whenever you pray in my name, uh, you'll receive it. And so, I, you know, people don't realize that when they when they tag at the end of it. I think they don't realize that, you know, these were Jesus's words telling us how to pray. Right. Um, and he will give it to you. Now, you know, people think, oh, that well, you're going to get immediate gratification. Um, it, it's not in our time, it's in God's time. So, mm. you know, I've heard of people praying for their husbands for, you know, 30, 40 years, 
you know, and we're not guaranteed 30 or 40 years. Nobody is, but you have, you know, God's telling you to stay faithful and uh, diligent in your prayers and pray it in Jesus name, you know? Well, alrighty then there's my blip for the day. Oh, there's going to be more blips. Y'all know that. Come on. All right. <clears throat> okay. So uh, for everybody listening or watching, we are episode 18.1, which means we have been doing this for 18 weeks. That's amazing. I mean, that's huge, right? Yeah. I mean, awesome. I'm so proud of everybody hanging in there and, and you know, just being so faithful uh, to this. So 18.1. And we are actually on chapter 18, which is kind of interesting. So <clears throat> we're kind of getting into the thick of it now. Uh, Jesus is betrayed and arrested. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. Judas, the betrayer, knew this place because Jesus had often gone there with his disciples. The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him. So he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? He asked. Jesus the Nazarene, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. Once more, he asked them, who are you looking for? And again, they replied, Jesus, the Nazarene. I told you that I am he, Jesus said. And since I am the one you want, let these soldiers go. He did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. Jesus, But Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the father has given me? Jesus at the high priest's house. So the soldiers, their commanding officer, and the temple guards arrested Jesus and tied him up. First, they took him to Annas, since he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest at that time. Caiaphas was the one who had told the other Jewish leaders, it's better that one man should die for the people. Peter's first denial. Simon Peter followed Jesus, as did another of the disciples as did another of the disciples. That other disciple was acquainted with the high priest, so he was allowed to enter the high priest's courtyard with Jesus. Peter had to stay outside the gate. Then the disciple who knew the high priest spoke to the woman watching at the gate, and she let Peter in. The woman asked Peter, you're not one of that man's disciples, are you? No, he said, I am not. But it was cold. The household servants and the guards had made a charcoal fire. They stood around it, warming themselves, and Peter stood with them, warming himself. The high priest questions Jesus. Inside, the high priest began asking Jesus about his followers and what he had been teaching them. 
Jesus replied, everyone knows what I teach. I have preached regularly in the synagogues and the temple where the people gather. I have not spoken in secret. Why are you asking me this question? Ask, ask those who heard me. They know what I said. Then one of the temple guards standing nearby slapped Jesus across the face. Is that the way to answer the high priest? He demanded. Jesus replied, if I said anything wrong, you must prove it. But if I am speaking the truth, why are you beating me? Then Annas bounced, I'm sorry, then Annas bound Jesus and sent him to Caiaphas, the high priest. Peter's second and third denials. Meanwhile, as Simon Peter was standing by at the fire warming himself, they asked him again, you're not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it, saying, no, I am not. But one of the household slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, didn't I see you out there in the olive grove with Jesus? Again, Peter denied it, and immediately a rooster crowed. Jesus' trial before Pilate. Jesus' trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning. Then he was taken to the headquarters of the Roman governor. His accusers didn't go inside because it would defile them, and they wouldn't be allowed to celebrate the Passover. So Pilate, the governor, went out to them and asked, what is your charge against this man? We wouldn't have handed him over to you if he weren't a criminal, they retorted. Then take him away and judge him by your own law, Pilate told them. Only the Romans are permitted to execute someone, the Jewish leaders replied. This fulfilled Jesus's prediction about the way he would die. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. Jesus replied, is this your own question or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate retorted? Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why, what have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. So you are a king, Pilate said. Jesus re responded, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. What is truth, Pilate asked. Then he went out again to the people and told them, he is not guilty of any crime, but you have a custom of asking me to release one prisoner each year at Passover. Would you like me to release this king of the Jews? But they shouted back, no, not this man. We want Barabbas. Barabbas was a revolutionary. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope you didn't hear that. That was my phone. Did you hear that? I didn't hear anything. Oh, okay, good. Well, oh, that wasn't anything then. There was nothing. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, I I was trying to read and uh, concentrate, so my underlining is a little scattered. So where did you start, uh, Mr. Jeremiah? So I uh, started underlining in uh, verse 3. 
The leading priests and the Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards, and they came with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, and they arrived at the olive grove. Um, I just took this as very aggressive. Hmm. Like, you know, the Pharisees and were, weren't just happened to be walking in there and said, oh, we'll take him in. No, they, I mean, they came in ready for war, it seems like. Yes, and, you know, I think Jesus said that uh, in one of the other, you know, books we were reading. And again, I don't remember, but I know he said, he's like, why are you showing up with this, you know, full guard, basically? You know, am I that, you know, I was out in the temple preaching. You had ample times to come and get me then and arrest me, but you didn't. And you're waiting for dark. You're waiting for, you know, this to be hidden from everybody. And you're coming out here with all these guys. It's like, why am I that, you know, am I so terrifying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, that was good. I'm glad that you underlined that. I went on into four at the end uh, when Jesus, uh, Jesus realized all that was going to happen to him. And so he meets them and says, who are you looking for? So he's like uh, kind of instinct, not instigating it, but initiating it. Right. Right. He's kind of setting the wheels in motion by, you know, you know, putting himself out there. Yeah. And, and as much as he was praying to be, you know, relieved of this situation, I mean, he he goes at it full. He steps forward and saying, you know, who are you looking for? And when they reply, he's like, that's me. Yeah. Well, and he does say he, and he, he says it again. I am, you know, he's the great mm -hmm. I am. Right. You know, he's like, I'm God, basically, you know, but you're not getting that. You're not figuring that out. But he's telling him, I am he. Right. Mm -hmm. And he says it one, two, three times. Yeah. Right. He says it three times. He says it in uh, verse five. Then he says it again in six. And then he says it again in eight. So he's like, you know. He's not beating around the bush. He's telling them flat out who he is, right? Yeah. Again, that's what John, you know, I think John's trying to get a point across. And it says here, too, that they, the first time he says it, they drew back and fell to the ground. Like, yeah. With an exclamation point, too, like, with authority. Hang on a second. Hold on. Sorry. Should close the door. My phone is ringing. This is real time, people. We are like in real, <laughs> real life. Sorry. Yes, I find it amazing that they all drew back and fell to the ground. They knew. They knew something. Actually, because he's, you know, he actually gives them, because uh, he, he says, I told you that I am he, and since I am the one you want, let these others go. Mm -hmm. So those who those who fell to the ground, whoever they were, whether it was the disciples or some of the soldiers, uh, they fell to the ground and he's giving them the opportunity to go away. Like, you know, and he says, I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, he's making that statement saying, I I'm not going to lose anybody uh, over me being the one that has to be taken away. I'm the one that you want. I'm the one you're going to arrest. Let everybody else go. Right. Right. And that's, you know, really just setting up exactly what he's doing. He's he's giving himself as the sacrifice 
for everybody. It's not just, you know, it's for everybody. It's not just for a few select, right? Right. Um, and then going into, I didn't really underline it, but, uh, you know, he mentions how Simon draws his, his Simon Peter draws his sword. I've never seen a name attached to the, uh, to the, to the, uh, person who got his ear cut off. This is the yeah. first time I've, I've seen that. Yeah. And, but he, but John doesn't mention how Jesus picked up the ear and puts it I, back on him and heals it. That was kind yeah. of funny. Like you kind of skipped a beat there. He skipped um, that and, and just emphasized what Jesus said as far as putting your sword back into your sheath. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows the suffering's coming. Yeah. You know, this is what this is what I'm here for. So you're going to have to back down is basically what he's telling him. Back down and let the events that are supposed to happen, happen. Mm -hmm. You can't fight us out of this one, Peter. <laughs> so... Uh, and, you know, the other thing, too, I find um, it's always an interesting thing to me when things kind of pop at me. But in the uh, other previous three books that we were reading, uh, I don't remember seeing Caiaphas's name or Anna's, uh, An Annas, Anas. I don't know how you say his name, but right. Um, I don't remember those, uh, the names being attached to the uh, to the Pharisees like that. I thought, And I didn't know that Annas was uh Annas was the father-in-law of Caiaphas I didn't know that I didn't know they were like related right yeah because I think the other books just say Jewish leaders yeah yeah so I just I you know these are just little I I don't you know they're not uh it, I mean all of it is important obviously everything that God says is important but you know you get little snippets of new information every time you read it is what I'm finding out and then he reiterates the fact that uh, Caiaphas was the one who had told the other Jewish leaders, it's better that one man should die for the people. What Which, prophetic words. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, right now ahead. I'm watching, I'm, I'm, I'm rewatching Lord of the Rings. And it's just, you know, when you watch a movie... And, you know, someone and they tend to highlight it in a story, you know, when someone says these certain words, you know, they, they come back to it. And I mean, that's just I mean, that's just I highlighted that sentence because that's. I know without knowing that's him saying that. What significance it has, what it means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did, too. I underlined that same line. And then. um Going into Peter's first denial, uh, the woman asked Peter, you're not the one, you're not one of the, that man's disciples, are you? Nope, he said, <laughs> and I just put a little number one next to it. And then, um, and then I underlined, uh, inside the high priest began asking Jesus about his followers. Uh, and Jesus replied, everyone knows what I teach. I have preached regularly in the synagogues and the temple where the people gather. I have not spoken in secret. You know, why are you asking me this question? Uh, ask the people, you know, ask those who heard me. They know what I said, you know, and then he gets slapped. I'm like, for what? You know, for, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess they thought he was being sassy, but, you I mean, know. He kind of was, but yeah. <laughs> well, he I mean, was. I mean, 
Go ahead. But he was speaking truth. Yeah. They knew, everybody knew what he was preaching. You know, the funny thing is, and this is sort of, uh, you know, they all know that Jesus's message was about love. Right. And yet, you know, he's saying to them, you know, you those who heard me, they know what I said. They know I was speaking about love. And then, like, in 10 seconds, he gets slapped out of anger. Yeah. You know, the complete opposite of what his message is. You know, that's sort of, is that an oxymoron? Is that right? I don't yeah. know. If that, I, don't, I don't know if I'm using that correctly or not. Uh, and then Jesus is like, if I said anything wrong, you know, prove it. But if I'm speaking the truth, why are you beating me? You know, I'm speaking truth. I'm speaking about love and forgiveness and, you know, redemption. And you're beating me for speaking, you know, you know, about good things. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, this is, I can't believe you're doing this is basically what he can because he knows everything. Did you have anything else? Um, no, I was right along those those same lines, you know, okay. um, exactly. And then we go into Peter's second and third denials, and I just put a little number two next to where he denies it. No, you know, they are you one of the disciples? No, I'm not. Uh, didn't I see you out there in the olive grove? And again, he denies it. And immediately, and that's been the theme for all the other three books as well. I mean, it was like, just like that, the rooster crowed. And and John just gets back to Jesus. I mean, he he includes this about Peter. In, in the other books, they talked about, you know, Peter felt really bad and was thinking about what he did. And, and here, John just is like, look, it happened like Jesus said. Let's get back to what's going on with Jesus. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, you know, you know, you and I are both movie people. So as I'm reading this, my brain is going like, it's a, as it, you know, like they do in the movies. You know, you're yeah. going back and forth between two different, scenarios yeah. you know probably because we've seen this portrayed in you know different movies like i grew up with uh there was a movie called king of kings back from the i think it was from the 60s or the 70s yeah <clears throat> and every easter they played this movie so my brain goes back and forth between you know the the moment where you know peter's out there at the fire and then go back to jesus with the robe and he's in front mm -hmm. of Pilate and you know, and then also my other recollections of these uh, portrayals is uh, I used to listen to the Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. Did we talk to the Oh, that? yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, like listening to that. And I think I think that they actually took a lot of their dialogue from John, it seems to me. Mm. Um, but they, they were very accurate, uh, I believe, you know. Even the most recent one that they did with, um, what's his name? John Legend. John Legend did a live performance on uh, NBC of Jesus Christ Superstar. I think it was, really. I think it was this last year, this last Easter they had it. Interesting. Yeah. It, it, I've it never was seen actually, that. What's, you didn't see it? I've never, well, I've never seen Jesus Christ Superstar. It's, it's really good. The music is really good. Um, but the funny thing was, and I, I said it, I'm like, I, I think I said it on Facebook. I'm like, it was a really good performance. But at the end, they left off the resurrection, mm. which was the whole point of it. I mean, you're right. like, <laughs> like, 
Okay, you left off the part where Jesus comes back from the dead. You know, that's like the whole, you know, point of this whole yeah. you know, thing. So I said, I think my I think my sister posted something about it on her Facebook, and I was like, Yeah, but Jesus didn't come back. It's like, okay, that doesn't yeah, you, know, you left off the end of the story, basically. Yeah. So yeah, it's like we don't know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're such you're such a geek. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> you're such a sci-fi geek. <laughs> it's terrible. Y'all can tell that he's a sci-fi geek. I mentioned something about his hat earlier. You didn't hear me because we're, we haven't been recording yet, but everybody noticed his, I'm going to say a transformer. transformer. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. I, I call it something else. It's, it's two things I like. It's transformers and it's purple. So. Is purple your favorite color? It is my favorite color. I had no idea. You didn't See, know I that. Learned, I learned. I learn new things every day about yeah. you. I don't need to share that, but there you go. Well, now everybody knows. <laughs> now everybody, yeah, you're right. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so now we go back to uh, Jesus's trial before Pilate. Um, I underlined 29. What did, did you start anywhere earlier? Um, I, I highlighted in the in verse 28 where it talks about in the early hours of the morning. So all this took place overnight. Like, and and how often does that happen? That's what I thought about. Like, really? Like, they really pushed this through. This yeah. was a fast track, you know, that they don't see people in the middle of the night for things like this. That's, uh, yeah, that's interesting that you did say that. Yeah, the trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning, which, yes, this went overnight. Yeah, what court do you know is open overnight and <laughs> for real just night court and that was not real so yeah no definitely <laughs> so uh then i went down to so Pilate the governor went out to them and asked what is your charge against this man and they say we wouldn't have handed him over to you if he weren't a criminal they retorted so they never really say what he did right right because they don't really have anything mm -hmm. you know so you know they're just saying you know Let's they're they're being, you know, lawyers, basically, you know, right. Talking around in circles. And then, uh, you know, so he's like, well, take him to one of your judges and judge him by your own law. No, no. The only only the Romans are permitted to execute someone. And this fulfilled Jesus's prediction about the way he would die. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So he knows he's going to get crucified, you know, and they're the only ones that get to do crucifixions. The Jewish uh, people don't do crucifixions. And then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus. And he asks, this is where I underlined, are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. And Jesus replied, is this your own question or did others tell you about me? And then he says, uh, am I a Jew? Your own people and their leading priests brought you for, to me for trial. What have you done? You know, I mean, Pilate's like completely in the dark. He has no idea. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the way it looks to me. He's got no idea what the heck is going on. Well, and I, I like this exchange between him and Pilate because it, it's we know that the Jewish leaders know who Jesus is. They've heard him speak. They know what the people have said. But this is a third party coming in asking questions like, I, I really don't know. What's the big fuss about? Yeah. You know, well, he doesn't get it because he's, you know, he's. He's 
basically he's a he's a Roman officer. Yeah. So he's got nothing to do with anything that has to do with the Israelites or the Jews or anything. So <laughs> and then he says, and then Jesus says, My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders, but my kingdom is not of this world. You know, he's basically saying, look, my kingdom is in heaven. And, you know, if I was, if it, if I was king down here, my followers would be fighting for me. Right. But my kingdom is not around here. And of course, you know, Pilate's not getting that. <laughs> he's still, you know, still. He still, but I think he gets a part of it because the Roman people were still very conscious of, of gods and uh, another realm in mm. a sense. Right. And so I, I think he doesn't understand it because he's not Jewish. He doesn't know the, the prophecies or what have you, but I think he gets a part of it because he's like, why, well, you know, he has, he's got to have some kind of belief. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, well, I guess, like you said, he, he believes in the, uh, the Roman gods. Yeah. You know, obviously. So that makes sense. Yeah. And then he's asked him, so you're, so you are a king. And he's like, no, you say I'm a king. You know, you're saying it, not me. Yeah. And uh, actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. And then Pilate says, what is truth? Like a philosopher. <laughs> right. And then he's like, he's not guilty of any crime. Right. He's like, mm -hmm. I don't see that he's got anything, that he's done anything wrong. And then, of course, they come back and, you know, he says, do you want me to release one of the prisoners? And they said, no, no, we want Barabbas, who in parentheses, mm -hmm. Barabbas was a revolutionary. So I don't know exactly what he was fighting against. I guess maybe to liberate the jews from the so from the roman empire i guess probably yeah. okay so all right well i always say it every day it's always good stuff you know it's mm -hmm. uh you know we're getting into the meat of what our beliefs are you know and and you know what you know the more we read the more we get a little bit more snippets as to who jesus was and you know, what he, you know, the last two days I was reading and I, I mentioned that, uh, like in chapter 17, uh, it says the prayer of Jesus is the title of that. And I mentioned yesterday, it's a love letter, right. you know, Jesus was, you know, praying a love letter to us to, and it wasn't just about the disciples. It was about the future people who believed in him. And I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I believe the whole Bible is a big love letter from God to us. So, so with that, we will uh, kind of uh, go right into uh, the moment where uh, our belief system is and uh, give you the opportunity. If you haven't um, accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I mean, after what we just read, you know, we can see where this is leading to. Uh, we're going to give you the opportunity. We're going to say the prayer and uh, you can uh, say the prayer with us uh, if you're ready to accept Jesus as your uh, Lord and Savior. So uh, let's go ahead and pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Holy God, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect, 
and know I've sinned against you, please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, your only son. It's his perfect blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if anybody out there listening or watching uh, has said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and thank you for uh, just, I mean, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's huge. It's a huge step. It's a new chapter in your life. Um, and uh, I tell everybody every day, check mark your uh, reading for the day. But for today, for those who did accept Jesus, mark it in your Bible. Today's the day, uh, whatever day it might be. Um, Jeremiah and I always uh, encourage everybody to get to a church, get involved, yes, yes. and um, you know, get uh, get into a ministry. If you have questions, um, you know, you can you can email us if you want to. It's uh, Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. So you know, we'll do our best to navigate for you. Uh, if you have prayers. If you have something that you need to be prayed over, we had Teresa asking us to help her uh, last week, was it? Yeah. Um, so we were, I mean, you know, when, oh, what is it? When two or more are gathered, uh, uh, God is present. So, you know, the more you got praying together for you, the <laughs> stronger your prayers are. And you pray in Jesus' name, which is what he tells us to do. Yes. So, so uh it's just amazing. I mean, your life isn't going to be perfect. I said that the other day, you know, right. there's going to be trials and tribulations, but, you know, you have peace that God is going to carry you through it. You know, yeah. there's a peace that you can't imagine to be able to put that burden on, on God and not have to worry about it. Definitely. So, yeah. So um, do you want to introduce the word to the little things? It's the, the little things. things. Yeah. So little things. So just more details about us and, and good conversation. And so today the question is, are you a patient driver? There you go. You know, um, I, I actually, thankfully, I don't drive that much anymore. I work from home. Oh. I don't spend very much time on the road, which is probably better for us all. <laughs> but, uh, do you ever um, get upset? Whether it's traffic or someone acting. Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, as I, you know, I keep thinking we're like live on radio or something and we're not. <laughs> Maybe one day we will Next be. Next caller. Hope. If anybody's out there and has a radio station and they want us to be on it, please invite us. We would love to. How much fun would that be? Okay. So it's just you and me. Okay. So I, um, I have gotten better. Yeah. Um, at being, and I do, I don't do a lot of driving like you. I stay home most of the time, but uh, driving uh, Gabriel to school, it's 25 minutes north, 25 minutes south, 25 minutes north, 25 minutes south. So I'm driving two hours on a main highway. Um, now, thank God they have uh, what they call an expressway here, which is an HOV lane. Mm -hmm. So when Gabriel's in the car with me, uh, it's free. Um, without him, there's this little transponder that you can use and they charge you to get on the HOV lane. And I do that if I'm in a rush and traffic is backed up. 
um, it's totally worth it for me <laughs> to not have to get into the aggravating traffic. So um, I guess what I think about is there used to be a day where, where people who would tailgate me would aggravate me and I would like tap my brakes. And Rich told me, don't do that because you're just gonna, you know, make somebody mad at you and you know they could possibly rear-end you they could shoot at you i mean you don't know what kind of crazy people are out there and that's true so i stopped doing that now i will continue to do the speed limit or maybe five miles over it so and i try to ignore that the person's like right in my mirror um, behind. now i get out of the fast lane you know, there's so many facets to this. I will get out of the fast lane and let somebody pass me by. I'm like, if you want to go fast, go for it. When you're on the expressway, um, Monday through Thursday, it's only one lane. So if you're stuck behind somebody going slow on the expressway, you're going slow. Now, with that said, the expressway is not a license to go, you know, 90 miles an hour. You still have to go the speed limit. Right. And people think, oh, I'm going to get on the expressway and do, you know, 90. And that, no, <laughs> it's just to get you out of the bad traffic. So I try to take into consideration other people, what they might be going through. You know, maybe, maybe somebody's in the car, you know, got a broken arm or something. And they're trying to get to the emergency care center. I, I don't know. Uh, so I do try to take that into consideration. Um, I don't engage with crazy people. Right. Um, there was several times where I was almost, okay, so I accidentally cut somebody off, I guess. And this was months ago. And we're driving. I'm, I'm here. They're here. I think I tried to cut them off. Not on purpose. It was an accident. And they got mad at me. And they were like pushing me over, like literally, it was like a car chase, like something you see in the, in the movies. They're pushing me over to the next lane. There's a car in the next lane over. And I had no other choice but to put my brakes on and slow down so that they can go past me. They slowed down and continued to try to push me over. I mean, this is the craziness that's out there. It's like, okay, I'm getting out of your way. Go ahead and go past me. Go do whatever you're going to do. And they were still after me. Yeah. That's so, scary. It was very scary. Gabriel was in the car with me, you know, but that's the kind of stuff that, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I try to avoid that too. Cause I, I used to get really, really angry in traffic and with other people, but, uh, like you, I don't know if it's just wisdom with age or what, but it's just kind of letting go. Yeah. Get out of the way. I've I have cut people off or I've done something wrong and I get the the horn honked at me and I'm the first to raise my hands. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I let them know. Look, I'm just I'm sorry. It's my fault. Yeah. And um, but uh yeah, I, there was a time where I would just be I, I wasn't ever super aggressive, but I would there were times where I wouldn't back down, but yeah. There's so many stories of just road rage and situations that could have been avoided. And uh, I try not to be late anywhere so that I'm ever in a hurry. I don't yeah. like rushing, you know. Um, 
I, I have been known to kind of push the speed limit uh, when traveling a long distance. I don't like to be in the car, but, you know, <laughs> again, yeah. I try not to do those kind of things. Well, Texas, their speed limit out like out in the desert is like 80. Yeah. Which is really kind of nice. I have That's to say, good. I do miss the Texas, you know, but see, now it's sort of a double-edged sword because... When you start going faster, you're burning up more gas. So yeah, but you're you, getting there faster. I know it's that's what I'm saying. It's like a double-edged sword. You know, you want to get there yeah. quicker, but at the same time, do you want to use up all that gas? You know, I, I try to keep. I, it's there's a. I usually when I do my road trips, typically, and you know, I've done San Diego to San Antonio like a bajillion times. Mm -hmm. I typically try to keep it at around 70 miles an hour mm -hmm. um, because that is pretty decent gas mileage. Uh, you know, I do get tempted to do 80 or 90, but I really try not to. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's a lot of lunatics out there. I got to say, you know, it's just um, yeah. the other thing. I was gonna say, the other thing, too, is you don't know what's going on in that person's life. Yeah. Either. Right. So it could be an emergency, you know, maybe you're trying to get home to a, a child or a hospital or whatever it is. So it's not necessarily them being a jerk as yeah. much as a life event happened, maybe. Yes. I mean, I, you really do. You sh we should really try to give them the benefit of that. Now, there are some people who are absolute lunatics. And, uh, you know, I like you said, there's so many stories I, I've experienced on the road. I, Rich and I were driving. I don't know, somewhere down the five and like a pack of like these, like they look like racing cars. There was like chargers and Mustangs and Camaros and they're all souped up and they were going like a hundred miles an hour. There must've been about 30 of these cars like zooming past me. And I'm like, where are the police? Like where the heck are they? And it was funny because I looked off to the uh, off ramp and there was a police car that stopped like a Volkswagen or something. <laughs> like he's giving this Volkswagen nice. a ticket. <laughs> I'm going, okay, 30 cars going 100 miles an hour and you got the Volkswagen. <laughs> it was so crazy. Well, uh, and I'll never forget this. I was, we were traveling, uh, coming back from, uh, Florida one time and we were somewhere in Florida and we're all in you know, Florida. I don't know if you've ever driven there. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. yep. They're fast. And we were behind, I think it was a state trooper and he exits the highway. And as soon as he exit, man, people hit the gas. Right. And just started flying by us. And within a mile, five different, uh, five cars that had passed us were all pulled over. It was a trap. That guy pulled off, and he had other people down the line waiting, and we, we saw those cars line up. So I always remember stuff like that. Just because they get off doesn't mean yeah. there's not something coming, you know, so. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, I we, I don't, were we talking about this before uh, we got on the air? Uh, I listen to Christian music, mm -hmm. and that calms me. You know, any kind of praise and worship, uh, you know, we get Caleb out here. I don't I know that they're across the country. I think they're across the world. Yeah. Um, so typically I listen to Caleb, <clears throat> local station. 
but there's plenty of other you know stations out there that you can be listening to. What's their affiliate? There's another one that's affiliated with them. It's more of a younger hip yeah. radio, isn't it? Radio you One. Know, or... What is it? Air One. Air One. There you go. Yeah, Air One. That's an, yeah. They do play. Uh, they do cater to younger people. You're right, because Gabriel will listen to Air One more than he'll listen to Caleb. Although he listens to Caleb because that's what I'm listening to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it does. It, I mean, listening to Christian music. They've got their 30 day trial. Uh, what is it? The 30 day trap challenge to listen to just Christian music instead of anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of cool. They're like, and it does. It's like it's a it's sort of just like you just sort of just listen to what you know god's trying to tell you in that moment no i I will say yeah yeah. worship music has has an effect on me i know personally it does yeah yeah it's just soothing you know it's just uh and it's just you and god and the radio and listening to whoever you know is out there giving you a message so you know so yeah just be safe out there everybody even though you know COVID has kind of kept people indoors. Uh, there's still a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there that just are, they're in their own little world. And like you said, we don't know what they're going through. We don't know what, why they're acting the way they are. You, you really don't know. So just be careful out there. Do not engage with any crazy driving. Like I said, just kind of back off. You know, the other thing too, Rich is always telling me about, you know, if you stay far enough far enough away the chances of a rock hitting your windshield <laughs> right we've talked about that uh, yeah that uh yeah maybe i don't know yeah. if i believe that <laughs> i really do try to stay away and keep you know i i also have that you know the rule of like when you're standing in line i have that three foot rule that i like yeah yeah, yeah. so you yeah. should keep the same rule around you know as you're driving yeah, okay. I do like a cushion, but I, I will admit there are times where I forget about it and my wife will remind me, you're a little too close. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm a tailgater. I I, I really, yeah. I don't think I do that. I uh, If I do, usually Gabriel will call me out on it, but I, I generally don't do that. And I'm like you, I really do try to get out early enough uh, so that I'm not feeling rushed now trying to coerce the rest of the group to do that mm-hmm. is not always successful. So yeah. I do try though. So, all right. Well, again, another wonderful podcast, I have to say, and I hate to get off the phone with you or off the video or whatever we're doing here. Um, but do you want to tell everybody about how they can find us and where they can find us? Uh, of course, there's our website, leapoffaithpodcast.org. Uh, you can definitely find us. Uh, we are on YouTube, Leap of Faith Podcast. Uh, we are on Facebook, Take a Leap of Faith Podcast. And uh, you can email us, as we mentioned earlier, Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Uh, we are here and ready to respond. Yeah, we sure are. So, And uh, talking about YouTube, uh, Jeremiah and I were just talking about that before we started recording. So everybody, you know, I'll be very proud of me. I've organized most of my videos, so I'm almost ready to start uploading. Um, like this close to it, I got to find a couple more, and um, I'm so proud of myself. I really was very diligent uh, about working on that. Awesome. 
So, all right. Well, listen, guys, uh, have a great weekend. We are blessed to be able to do this. Uh, and like he said, we're going to do this as long as God will allow us to do it and uh, provide the means to do it. And um, whatever time or day you're seeing, seeing or watching this, we don't know, but we're going into our weekend. So I'm going to say God bless you. Have a great weekend. And I will see you on uh, Monday. So, All right. And I'll see you next week. See y'all later. All right. Bye.